Zen nicotine pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zinn.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is a special episode of Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Finding Chase Masner. Episode 2. She wants her son home. Chase Masner is an Iraq War veteran, a husband, a father, and he's missing. His mother, Stephanie, has worried about him every day for three years. His wife told us she dropped him off at a quick trip in Cobb County where he works. His family says he was last seen at a friend's house in Kennesaw three years ago on March 27th. We don't know what happened. I mean, it's like he vanished from that home not to be seen or heard from again. This isn't him. This, he would never do this. and He wouldn't just go and leave his family and his loved ones here. Despite some intense searching, few clues have been found. We have a missing veteran. We have a friend, a son, a father, and um, our main goal has always been to bring him home. And that emotion will never end until he's brought back home. Three years after her son Chase Masner went missing, Stephanie Cadena continues searching for him. The first several weeks, they were not actively investigating because... In their words, it's not a crime to be missing. If he wanted to walk away, it's not a crime. Every once in a while, I allow myself to imagine going into my twin's room 
and one or both of them are gone. Why do I ever imagine that, as painful as it is? Because of a particular woman, and her name is Stephanie Kadena. Because every day, she looks at her son's picture. Every day, she wonders, where is he? What happened? What can I do to find him? And I put myself in that spot, and I can imagine myself just running out the door like a wild animal screaming to the neighborhood, have you seen John David? Have you seen Lucy? And at a certain point when you can't cry anymore and you can't speak anymore and your voice is cracked and you've got nobody to turn to, you just go numb. This is Crime Stories. I'm Nancy Grace, and I want to thank you for being with me. We have traveled to see that woman. Stephanie Kadena is with me right now, also with me is Daniel Wilkerson from CBS 46, who has also been on the story, along with Alan Duke and our staff, Lee and others from Crime Online. Well, you're all here now, and I wish you were here with us. We're all gathered around a table. We're all sifting through bits and pieces of evidence, trying to make some sense, heads or tails, of where is Chase Master. I want to pause and thank our sponsor today for our podcast, Finding Chase Masner. It's CrimeCon, a gathering like no other. It's going down June 9 through June 11 in Indianapolis at the JW Marriott. Crime sleuths and crime busters alike, professional and amateur, convene for all the latest in crime fighting. I'm going to be there. Alan Duke will be there. We'll be podcasting live, and we hope you join us. Go to CrimeCon.com or go to Crime Online to find out more. If you use the code NANCY, you get 20% off your CrimeCon package. CrimeCon, thank you for sponsoring us today. And now to Stephanie Kadena. Stephanie, thank you for being with us. You. you know, we have gone round and round and round like a dog chasing its tail. And then when you catch it, you still don't have anything. Can you take me back to the day that Chase went missing? What happened? Chase was at our house. He was staying with us for a few days and spoke with Amanda, his wife, on the phone. Now, hold on. He's married with two little girls at this time. Yes. Two little, little girls. But he and a man, he's just come out of active duty. He's coming home, and he's having problems assimilating back into the regular civilian world. Okay, a lot of people can identify with that. When I came out of uh, prosecuting crimes, I had a hard time assimilating with regular people. So I can barely imagine what he was going through. So he's fighting with Amanda, and he came to stay at your house for a few days. Correct. All right. Okay. Then what? He had been with us for three days, and he had the next two days off work, and Amanda had asked him to go back to their house uh, for those two days, and she came to pick him up from the house, and they were arguing. Already? At the pickup? Before, even on the phone, before the pickup. Why? Over what? You know, I don't... Was it money? I didn't know they were having problems until 
Amanda asked me if Chase could come and spend some time at our house so they could have space, space away, away from, from each other. Did she work? And she had just started working a couple weeks prior to this. Okay, so he finally lands a job at Quick Drip. Yes, I know you don't grow up as a little boy thinking, hey, one day I want to be a clerk at Quick Trip. I get it. But he was having a hard time, so landing that job and going to it on a regular basis and assimilating was kind of a triumph, right? Yes. Okay, so they leave together. Where were the, the babies, the girls? In the car. Okay. Then what happens? And what day is that? March 26th. 326, all right. Then what happens? And what time of the day was that? It was in the evening, early evening. I'm thinking 6.30-ish. In the evening? Yes. Okay. He leaves. When did you hear from him next? Never. That was it. it. That was it. When he left, what do you remember about him leaving? What little thing do you remember? He was just so frustrated. That's the only word I can come up with is frustrated. It was, he was very irritated, agitated, and just. About what? This, this could be important. What do you think he was agitated about? Whatever was going on in their marriage. Was it that or was it just life in general? or the argument he was having with Amanda? I really think it was just what was going on between he and Amanda. Okay, well, they've all been there. So he leaves around 6.30 that evening, 3.26, March 26, and you never saw him again? Never. And you never spoke to him again? No. Did you ever text with him again? No, I text him, but I, I didn't get any response. That's significant. When did you text him? Not until the next day. Is that normal for him to have gone the whole night without texting or anything? Well, yes, because, like I told you before, I just assumed they went home yeah. and were working things out. So I didn't try to call him or text him that night. The next day... Yeah, the last thing a married couple needs is the mother-in-law butting in. Okay. Had he already had supper here with you? No. So he left, and for all you knew, the girls, they went out to dinner or went home, and you just assume no news is good news. Right. Okay. So next day, what happens? Next day, I got up, just proceeded as a normal day, and I got a text from Amanda later in the afternoon. Did you text him that day? Not until after I heard from Amanda. Okay. What did she say? She said, I just wanted to let you know that Chase did not come home with me last night. I mean, really, they couldn't just hold it together for five or six hours until they fell asleep. So something went bad there. Did yes. she tell you what? No, she didn't give me any details, but she, she told me that um, she took Chase to Brad's house. Between 8 and 9, the night of 326, she took him to Brad's So they made it for about three hours. Yes. Got into an argument. She took him to Brad's. Do you believe she took him to Brad's? I do. I have no reason not to believe that she did. Because Brad says he was there. Right. So, so you, you texted, texted him 
At what time that day? 327. Well, as soon as I found out that Chase was not with Amanda, as soon as I got that text, I started calling his phone and texting. And what time would that have been? After 4. Okay, so at 4 p.m., you start texting and calling. Correct. Sent Thursday, March 27th at 3.37 p.m. Hi, baby, will you please give me a call? I'm assuming that you're just sleeping, which is totally okay, but... I need to know that you're all right. I love you. End of message. Did the phone go straight to voicemail, or did it ring? I just wonder if his phone was already out of commission. I wonder, was he killed that night, and everything else was a lie? That's what I'm wondering. I don't think it went straight to voicemail. I can't, I can't remember for sure. Would you have expected to hear from him before 4 o'clock? No. But after you texted him and called him, would you have expected to hear from him? Yes. Immediately or a few hours later? Within five, ten minutes. Yep. That was your relationship? Yes. Okay. I'm going to go to Daniel. Daniel, does what she's saying so far jive with your knowledge of the facts? It does. The only thing that is a little off from Brad Clement, the friend who last saw Chase, he says that he picked Chase up from QT, but you're saying that Amanda says she dropped Chase off at Brad's house. Actually, in the when I called and reported Chase missing and Amanda came into the middle of the report, she actually said both things, that she took Chase to Brad's house and that she dropped Chase off at Quick Trip. You know what? I used to have an old judge. He was 84 years old on the bench, and he was dead set on proving everybody he was the fittest judge in the courthouse, which he was, I might add. And he would tell every jury, it is your duty to make all witnesses speak the truth and impugn perjury on no one which means different witnesses can see or hear different things and they can all be telling the truth in one way or the other. So that could have been true. For all I know, she took him to Brad's house and he wasn't there and then dropped him at Quick Trip or whatever. It could very well be that way. The fact is, Brad says they met at Quick Trip. Yes. And she says she left him with Brad. Mm -hmm. And we know, we believe anyway, that he was with Brad from that point on. Yes. So quick trip or house. How far did he live from quick trip anyway? Two minutes. Uh, okay. So we know that he was with Brad that after that night. Yes. By 10 o'clock, he was with Brad. Yes. And you never saw or heard from him after that. That was the last time anyone but Brad saw him that we know of. Yes. Okay. At Brad's house, he was having roofing done. Is that correct? Yes. And did they any of the roofers ever see him they're alive. I don't know. Do you know, Daniel? No. I talked to or spoke with the owner of the roofing company, and he says they never saw Chase. Would they have? Was he in a bedroom asleep the whole time or what? According to Brad, yes, he was in a bedroom sleep. So And never came out of the bedroom? According to the roofer, no. Now, were the roofers in the home or outside the home? They were... Outside the home, primarily, uh, they had a barbecue. Brad had a barbecue, and at some point... For the roofers? Yes. <laughs> I mean, why not just cut them a check? Why would you give them a barbecue? <laughs> Brad says that he invited them in for a barbecue, and while there, the roofers say Brad gave them a, a tour of Brad's home. Including the bedroom? 
they went all over according to well did they see did they see chase no they didn't i'm not even asked why would he give the roofers a tour of his home but that's significant if he gave them a tour of his home then you would have expected him to go in that bedroom did the roofer say he went in the bedrooms i don't know specifically where they went he just said that brad gave them a tour of the home and the roofer said that he thought that was odd well i agree with that okay so at that time we have no reason to know that chase is dead or alive or asleep in the bedroom or gone no so the last time anyone can corroborate him being alive is that night around 9 30. yes now, now if you take brad's testimony you know he saw him but as far as more anyone well, more than brad no that and a dollar won't even buy me a gallon of gas okay so let's just move from we know he's alive around 10 o'clock that night all right let me ask you this if he went to quick trip it's my understanding that he was in quick trip for about 30 minutes is that true stephanie that's what i've heard yes heard from brad that's brad brad's testimony okay so well you know what that can kind of be corroborated because Amanda says she left him there. All right. Guys, what we're trying to do is nail down a timeline. This is what goes into nailing down a timeline as best as possible. So we're trying to find someone. We're trying to find Chase Masner. That's what we're doing. He served his country. He came home. He tried to assimilate into civilian life. Wife Amanda, two babies, loving mother, seemingly no answers. And I think we owe a military vet the time and the effort of trying to help find him. For all I know, this guy's living under a bridge in L.A., but my bet is he's not. If we've got him alive at that time, who's the police authority, Cobb? Cobb County. Cobb County PD. What are they saying about surveillance video at Quick Trip? I mean, you might as well be in NASA or, 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 or a Vegas casino because Quick Trip is tricked out with surveillance typically so what about that Cobb hasn't said anything to me, anything to me. they've said more to Stephanie right yes and I don't believe they have any surveillance have they tried to get it or just dropped the ball I don't believe they tried to get it no now we don't know for sure that Cobb didn't pull it we don't know for sure but the first several weeks they were not actively investigating because in their words it's not a crime to be missing if he wanted to walk away it's not a crime okay let's talk about that had he ever in his life gone this long without texting you or calling you ever never and you know what i say if you don't know a horse look at his track record so what somebody has done in the past they're likely to do again Right. If he had gone his whole life texting you and calling you every what day, other day, what? All the time. Then why would he quit that day? Right. And say to H E double L with my mother. See, I don't believe that. I don't either. Okay. So that leads me to quick trip surveillance video and is it true they walked across the street to a Walgreens? Chase at one point, right, Stephanie? Walked yes. across the street, yes. Why do you know why do you think that? His credit card showed he made ah. a purchase. Was it him that made the purchase? I believe so, yes. Do you know what it was? No. Do you know how much it was? 
$9 and some change, I think. At a Walgreens. Well, you cannot get anything illegal much at Walgreens. So is it Walgreens? So that makes me think it was him. Nine bucks. And when was that? That was 326 at night. Yes, the same evening. That so what time? 9 30, 10? That was Amanda said she dropped him off a quick trip and watched him walk across the street to Walgreens. Okay, so 10 p.m. at the outside. Somebody says that she dropped him off at 8 o'clock. And then a lady at the quick trip says she dropped him off around 9 o'clock at the quick trip. Okay. And that jobs with what Brad said. He said that. Okay, so we've got multiple places. Mm -hmm. Now, the only significance, I don't think we're going to find much significant at a Walgreens video, so you don't have to worry, oh, they dropped the ball on that because it's going to show him buying something for $9. But what might be significant is 30 minutes in Quick Trip because what happened in there? Maybe nothing. But I'd like to see who he was talking to. Was there somebody else in there that followed him, that tried to rob him, that followed him back to the car? That, you know, I, I don't know. That's very significant, that one. After Walgreens, is that when he went with Brad? He went back to Quick Trip. He went back to Quick Trip, and we know that? From what I'm told, another manager showed up and was going to offer him a ride. He didn't want to go. With Why would he need a ride if Brad was there? This was before Brad got there. I gotcha. Okay. The manager on duty had called the other manager. And yeah. Said, Can you come and do something with Chase? What do you mean, come and do something so with get him? In. So that night, we know he goes from Walgreens back to Quick Trip, and this is all around 9 p.m., between 9 and 10. And another Quick Trip employee named Bob is called to pick him up and give him a ride. Is that correct, Stephanie? Yes. So did Bob arrive? Yes. And Bob saw Chase? Yes. And Chase said he didn't need a ride, right? That, that's correct. Okay. So Bob leaves him where? Chase had walked across the street yep. and waited for Bob to leave, and then he went back to the Quick Trip. So he's last known. By now we're getting around 10 o'clock, I would assume. Yes. So, Okay. And that gives me another witness telling me he's alive at that time. Yes. All right. What's this about a picture being taken of him? I'm Tammy Childs. Bob supposedly took a picture of Chase that was time-stamped at 9.05 on the night of the 26th. Why? I have no idea. I have no idea, but the picture that I have is a picture. You have the picture? I have the picture. And what, what is he doing, doing in the picture? He's standing there holding two sleep drinks. He's got his red hoodie on. Do what? Sleep Nero. drinks. Nero, Nemo. I don't Nero. know what they're called. Nero. Okay. And he's at quick trip. At quick trip, and he just takes the picture. What uh, do we think happens after that? That's that's the enigma. Brad picks him up around 10.30. Okay. Brad tells me that he told Chase that, hey, you can come with me. I'm building a computer. We'll go back to my house. You can watch me build a computer. He said they went back to the house. They went up in Brad's room. When they got there, Chase laid on Brad's bed. Brad was on the floor with the computer. He said they talked all night, basically, about Chase's relationship with Amanda and his aggravations. And he said they ended up just falling asleep. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. You're up all night. One of you may or may not be drinking or doing drugs. And then suddenly the person goes missing. Have you noticed that everything goes bad after midnight? I mean, really? 
Okay, so 10.30 pickup, and that's confirmed by the people at QT? Yes. Okay, and then he's never seen again by anybody other than Brad? That's correct. Now, Stephanie, according to Brad, they stay up all night working on a computer and yes. talking. Yes. Then what happens? What do we know from Brad? According to Brad, the roofers arrived around 7 o'clock, 7 a.m. Brad says he went down, he let the roofers in, got them started, or I shouldn't say let them in. He says that he uh, got the roofers started on the house. He says he then went back inside and moved Chase from his room to a guest room because I guess the area where the roofers were going to be working would be right over his bedroom. And he said he left Chase there. He said that he helped Chase carry some bags out of his room because I asked him, I said, well, was Chase, could he walk? I mean, you know, how did you help him? He said, I picked up his bags. I helped him to the room and Chase fell asleep there. And uh, I guess hour or two transpires and Brad goes downstairs. He comes back up. He gets Chase's phone and he uh, then leaves. He left a total of twice. One, the first time he left, he, Brad says, was to take a computer to a friend. He said he came back. The computer that they worked on all night? Yes. Okay. Yes. He says he came. It's starting to make a little more sense to me if they stayed up all night talking while Chase was still asleep. I mean, he wasn't coming, wasn't going to go home to Amanda. So why not? He'd been up all night fixating on his relationship with his wife. So why not sleep it off? And we have okay. text messages, right? That night of Amanda and Chase going back and forth. The morning of the 27th. So he's alive the morning of the 27th based on text messages. Have you seen the messages? Do you know they exist? I have them. The text messages are between Brad and Amanda. Brad is using Chase's phone, texting Amanda. He asked Amanda if Chase had to work that night. If so, he would get him up. But before he started texting Amanda, he called the quick trip. Right, I thought these were between Chase and Amanda. The ones at 11 o'clock. I don't have or between it. Chase's phone and Amanda's phone. Right. We don't know the details of at it, right? At 36, right. We don't know the details. The night of the 26. Mm -hmm. The night of the 26. Why don't we know the details? We don't have the verbatim. Mm -hmm. Did she ever tell you, Amanda? No. Why? Did you ask her? I didn't. Did I you? Didn't. She doesn't talk to me. Did you ask no. her? Did you ask her? No. So we don't know what they were talking Probably the fight. Most likely. So now I've got him alive at around 11.30, if you believe the text. Next morning, Chase leaves. Excuse me, Brad leaves. The roofers are there. He changes bedrooms. That's a significant detail to me because that sounds like it's true. That doesn't sound like something you'd make up, that we changed bedrooms. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, so we have him alive the next morning, we think. Around what time is that, 7.30? 7 o'clock. 7 a.m. around that time. Did the roofers go in the bedroom where he had been? No, now the roofers... That could be explaining away why he wasn't in there. Yeah, according to the roofers, they didn't come into the house until later. I think when they started to eat, which was what, around... It was later on that afternoon, probably four or five. Okay, between two and four. So by that time, Brad says Chase has already disappeared? By the time they grill out? So Brad left twice, one to get the um, 
to take the computer the other time to pick up food. He ran to Publix and he says he ran to like a Home Depot or Lowe's. He came back. He said that Chase was there. He went up in the bedroom. He saw Chase. He was sleeping. He says he then went downstairs to start cooking. While cooking, he caught the backyard on fire, according to Brad. What? Who, who caught the backyard on fire? Brad caught his own backyard on fire. How? While grilling, he says. A coal fell out of the grill and fell on the pine straw and caused a big, huge fire. This is true. From what I'm I think it's collaborated by the roofers, yes. So Brad told me in his interview with me that he then went upstairs to tell Chase, hey man, look, you're not going to believe what happened. And when he went, Chase was not there. And he says that was the last time, you know. Okay, let me back it up. So that morning, Brad leaves the home to deliver a computer that he worked on all night. Yes. Okay. Let's the roofers in and he leaves. Changes the rooms for Chase. He comes back at what time? The last time. After delivering the computer. After delivering the computer. 11-ish. Okay, when does, he, when does Brad leave? Does, does he see Chase then? Yes. Yes. He says he sees Chase then asleep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then he leaves again to go to Lowe's, to and, Lowe's and, and to the grocery store. Grocery. What time does he leave yes. to do that? One-ish. Yeah, probably one-ish. Grocery. And what does he need at Lowe's? We don't know. So he comes back from Lowe's and the grocery store at what time? Two? Between three. two and four. Yeah. Sometime to him, and he doesn't see Chase then? He does. He goes back upstairs. He sees Chase. He then goes down and starts to cooking in the backyard. Is Chase awake? No, he's asleep. And he said at that point, I could tell that he hadn't moved because he was in the same spot as when I Why left him. Why would you offer that information? Same spot information. That's very odd. Don't you think that's odd? Yes. Okay. It's odd either that he mentioned it or that it's true. Both of those are odd to me. All right, so then... He, he then went downstairs, started the grill, and somehow caught the backyard on fire. They get it out. He goes back, Brad goes back upstairs to tell Chase, hey man, I caught the yard on fire. You're not going to believe what happened. At that point, he realized Chase was gone. So somewhere between, say, four and six, that's when Chase disappears. Two and four. Two and ah, four. Okay, so I thought he was back from between two and four, he returns. At four o'clock, Brad is calling Chase's phone, leaving a voicemail saying, hey man, where are you at? I went back up there and you were gone. Sent Thursday, March 27th at 3.50 p.m. Hey, man. What's up? Where'd you go, dude? I stopped back from uh, having to run downtown. Um, the roofing guy said uh, you left, uh, like, two hours ago or something, I think. They just left out of here, but call me, man. Let me know what's going End of message. But the roofers say they did not see him leave. Is that right? The roofers say they did not see him leave. And in my interview, I asked Brad, I said, you initially said early on that the roofers saw Chase leave, and then you changed your story. I said, why? And his reply was, I just assumed the roofers saw Chase leave. Okay. So th this is what we don't have. We don't have video surveillance from Quick Trip verifying 
the 30 minutes that he's there, but we have a photo that seems to verify he was there. We don't know that he ever made it to Brad's, and we can't verify also the computer stop where Brad went that morning to drop off a computer. The roofers say they never saw him, even though they took a tour of his home. Do we know if police ever pinged Chase's phone? Do you know, Stephanie? I don't know that. What, if anything, have police shared with you that they're doing on the case? They've told me that they've interviewed Brad. Did they ask him to take a poly? Brad tells me, yes, they did ask him to take a polygraph. Did he take the poly? He says he did not because he says his nerves would have been all over the place. And he says that if they had asked his address, he would have gotten. Well, how about now? You think he's still nervy? In my interview, he says that he would take one. That's good to know. Maybe we could set that up. But then a couple days later, he told me he wouldn't. So I don't know at this point. Well, maybe we can persuade him. What are they telling you that they have done? I know you begged them to search a, a dumpster in the neighborhood that was full of roofing materials, correct? And they searched the wrong dumpster. Right. What else have they done? They're trying to verify the computer drop-off, which they have not been able to find. If they can't find it by now, I would guess that it didn't happen. Wild guess. but Right. You know what? We're back at square one. Stephanie, because we have to talk to Brad. That's the missing link here. Now, we know he has refused a polygraph and then stated again he will take a polygraph. I'm going looking for him. Okay? Okay. Armed with nothing but my iPhone, and I am going to find him. And I'm going to ask him what happened. I'm going to see what story he's going to tell me, and we'll take it from there. But I want to know from you, as we sit here together right now, what are your thoughts? I just, I just want to know the truth. I want to know what happened to Chase. Do you believe Chase is still alive? I do not. Now, are you saying that with your heart and your head? or? Uh, yes. I, I don't believe he's alive. Can you think of a reason that anyone would have wanted him dead? Not a single reason. Do his daughters ever ask where his daddy? The oldest one does. And what do people tell the daughters? I've been told that Chase's grandparents grandfather specifically has talked to Sydney and told her that her daddy's in heaven. Have any of these players come to speak to you? The friend, the computer people, Brad, the quick trip people, the renters down the street, everyone that would possibly have seen him after you did. Has anybody come forward to tell you anything No. Why? I don't know. It's like everybody's backing away from this. They don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. And I find that very disturbing. I do, too. What's your message today to anyone that knows anything 
about Chase's whereabouts. Get it off your chest. Tell us the truth. And let us have peace. Would you be willing to forgo a prosecution in exchange for knowing what happened to Chase? Absolutely. I'm not, I'm not trying to get revenge or get anyone in trouble. I'm just trying to find justice for Chase. See, I don't think that I could ever live with knowing someone killed him. I, I don't think I could exchange justice for truth. I'm not sure about that. i got to think this thing through. Just is it worth just knowing what happened to forgo a prosecution of whoever is responsible? I don't know the answer to that. I've never had to face that question myself. I've had to ask other people that question. I've lived the last three years not knowing. And every single day is just hell. You know what? I don't know what's going to happen, but I know this. We're going to try. Because I can't stand seeing you cry like this. And if it were, God forbid, my own child, I couldn't live with myself either. With me is Chase Masner's mother, Stephanie, and we are on a search for the truth. And again, thank you to CrimeCon, our sponsor for our podcast today, making our search for Chase Masner possible. In our search for answers, we have finally found the wild card, Brad Clements. Take me through what happened that when he goes missing. I mean, it's really not that much. Like, it's like everybody says I like changed my story and all this stuff, but it's like that was like what I did that day. You know, I mean, that wasn't really anything to do with Chase. It was like, you know, I ran a bunch of errands, what I was doing, you know, most of the time when I was fixing up my house. Like, he was there that night and then, you know, basically left sometime between when I was coming back from uh, the store to when I started cooking. Like, I mean, he had to have. Like, I mean, that that's the okay. only logical thing. You will hear Brad's story in Episode 3 of Finding Chase Masner where we track him down and grill him for over an hour. You'll be surprised at what you hear. Episode 3, Finding Chase Masner. Thank you for being with us. Goodbye, friend. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Lisa's Sapira Hybrid has been named Wirecutter's Best Hybrid Mattress Five years running. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash 
Nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash Nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress, for being our partner. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible, Easy Breathe. Are you spending more time in your basement now that it's your rec room, office, playroom, or home gym? Well, you need to ventilate those spaces to remove stagnant, musty air. For over 20 years, the Easy Breathe Ventilation System exchanges dirty, damp air for cleaner, drier, healthier air. Take charge of your indoor air with your own Easy Breathe Ventilation System. You can get it installed or do-it-yourself kits available. Just call 866-822-7328 or visit TakeChargeOfYourAir.com. Get 20% off today. Thank you, Easy Breathe, for being our partner. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org.